because you know why? He's a Frankenstein's monster. Ugh, he's grotesque. Oh. <laughs> he's so grotesque. <laughs> this is part of the lore now, is that we have Frankenstein monsters fighting in the U.S. Army. Why is this always a challenge? It's always hunting season. And then when it's always hunting season. I'm going to give him a judo chop, and I'm going to smack him in the nose, and I'm going to twirl him around my head and throw him in the girl's gym! <laughs> he's rotten, he's rotten, he's rotten, he's rotten, he's rotten, he's rotten! Who's rotten? Jack McGinney down at school! He's a dirty, rotten bully, and he picks on me and pushes me around every day! <laughs> I'll kill him, 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 I'll kill him! Good evening, all. Did I overhear my sweet little offshoot contemplating homicide? Hello, and welcome to another amazing one-of-a-kind genre-defining uh, gut-punch-to-quality episode of <laughs> The Monster Hunters, the only show that dares to shun millions, billions, everything. We, 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 screw the millions and billions. We shun all of existence, minus a 60-year-old sitcom by the Frankenstein's monster and his grotesque family, my name is Derek, and I am a monster hunter. Joining me at the monster-headed sectional of monsterism is the one and only Shun DMC himself, Keith. Hey, hey, what's up, KG, a.k.a. Shun DMC? Uh, monster hunter extraordinaire. <laughs> monster hunter extraordinaire. And sitting on the extraordinaire chair over to oh. the side, it's like a recliner from Lazy Boy, the extraordinaire it's like mm-hmm. EX hyphen Trord hyphen in the air. <laughs> and like you pump it up like those old Nike shoes. It's old. We found oh. it at the dump at the mm-hmm. Monster Hunters compound <laughs> dump. Uh, is the Dr. Dre of Kansas, Terry. Hello, everyone. It's me, Terry, just chilling over here on this fancy chair we pulled out of the dump. Yeah, you never know what you're <laughs> going to find back at the Monster Hunter compound dump. Like, oh, you can find anything, you know, it's surprising how much stuff just falls into our laps there. It's amazing because we signed that contract for the Tri-County Garbage Disposal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so they come from all over to dump their garbage out of here. Man. Yep, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It has been a lot of responsibility going out, one of us each week and picking up everybody's garbage, but so far it's been worth it. <laughs> Get a lot of good stuff. I it's mean, you definitely, know, you, it, you definitely know it's not any of ours because all that stuff burnt in the, the Great Fire. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. Well, that's the beauty. Like, they dump the trash into our... our gaping foundation right? <laughs> the landfill that we've built yeah yeah but because it's there's that bottomless pit there that i we kicked all the navi down i don't know where oh, that right. goes mm-hmm. uh hmm, i kind of forgot about the navi pit yeah um <laughs> yeah who knows maybe it's feeding them maybe they're not dead down there oh god there's a giant like navi garbage monster that's free to Blast <laughs> looking yeah. for revenge from me probably Holy yeah, cow. Derek will rue the day he kicked me down this <laughs> bottom of the it's like this big amalgamation of just Navi corpses mm-hmm. and garbage <laughs> it's got buttons for eyes oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> I can't wait to see that thing come up yeah. so I can shoot it in the face <laughs> with a shotgun Oh, That's yeah. my plan. Well, you know, one of us every week goes out to collect garbage. One of us sits by the pit with a shotgun or a recliner and just waits. <laughs> just in case. Nope. Mm-hmm. While the other yeah. one's on raider duty. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, it's a steady rotation. I appreciate mm-hmm. it. Yep. All right. Well, normally I do the how you doing, but I feel like we talk too much. Let's go on. <laughs> Let's start season oh. two. Oh, man. Episode 15 already. Wow. Herman's 
piece offensive. But before we can even talk anything about this episode and all of its glory, Terry, we must recline because Keith is going to get up and strut over to the the mantle and pull up that <clears throat> dusty. God, that book is so dusty, dirty, mm-hmm. covered in filth tome yep. that is the Monster Hunter's Almanac Volume 2. And he's going to regale us with tales of numbers in numerology and life paths and birthdays. Mm-hmm. Past lives. Past lives. Oh, God. Uh, oh. No. Okay. Yeah. I will let you know. We're not going to do a past lives thing. This oh, week. that's always my favorite. <laughs> thing. No, no. I, I think I almost <laughs> broke. Uh, I almost broke the podcast last time I did one of those. It's and um, now, Terry. Let's just go. Let's go to all school. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, my favorite part. <laughs> no, nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing interesting at all here this week. For He's you guys. gonna give us uh, <laughs> with the Monster Hunters on that factoid fact. of the week. All right. This uh, week's episode, uh, Herman's Peace Offensive. It came out on uh, 1960, Uh Unlike. Terry's notes a few weeks ago where he said it was the last Thursday of the year. It wasn't. This one is. It's the 364th day of the year, and it's the 52nd Thursday of 1965. Hot damn. Yeah. Now, just in case you're curious, this year, that'll be on a Saturday when this thing turns 58 years old. Uh, As of as recording, there's been 20,982 days since this first aired, and uh, folks, you have slept for 6,994 of them. Are you sure? Is that the exact number? I don't know. If you've been sleeping for, if you sleep for eight hours a okay. day okay. since birth on average. Since birth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Since birth. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. On, on, on average. So I'm sure sometimes it's longer, sometimes it's less. I don't know. I just got a new Fitbit. I can start telling you how I'm doing each time, but you know, we don't oh, have yeah. to worry about that. That be much a new right segment. Now. That might be fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, Fitbit sleep time check. Of the week, yeah, no, six hours. hours of restless sleep. Okay, I, oh, I, I scored eighty five last night. I'll make any stinger song for that. <laughs> yeah, I scored an eighty five last night. If anybody really wants to, an eighty five, you score yeah. out of a hundred. Yeah, they give you a score. Yeah, oh, that's pretty good. Oh God, like yeah, it tells you. It tells you. Uh, it estimates mostly based on your, obviously on your, um, uh, your heart rate and stuff like that. When it assumes you're in the deepest of sleeps or REM or etc. Do they have to wear it while you're sleeping? Yeah, it's just on my wrist. Hmm. I don't know. There's something stressful about getting scored on your quality of sleep. <laughs> like you're being <laughs> judged and night. graded. Yeah. Well, I, I will say I woke up that morning going, man, I hope I don't get a really low score. <laughs> By a device. Oh, yeah. God. That's that's making estimates based off of. Yeah, I mean, there's no way to know my oxygen levels during the night or anything. No, no no way, not yet. Yeah, Yeah. well, eventually it will. It'll just become part of my body. Forty-eight dollar add-on, and I don't recommend it. (laughs) (laughs) Only forty-eight dollars. Yeah, that's not too bad. Uh, so uh, let's see. So uh, during this week, where did it go? I had a note here about the uh, number one song of the week. Uh, It was "Sound of Silence." Oh, by. Simon Garfunkel. Hello, nice. darkness, yeah. my old friend. Now, love those one. memes of like, yes. like the, what's it, Ben Affleck, like looking sad into the camera as that song <laughs> plays and they ask mm-hmm. him some sort of sad question. Yeah. Yeah. Now, one day before this episode aired, Thunderball, the fourth James Bond film, uh, debuted. That's James Bond, can, yeah. He continues on his fourth mission 
with his aim to recover two stolen warheads. They have oh. been taken by the Spectre organization, and the world is held hostage as Bond heads to the Bahamas, where he meets Domino, and is forced into a thrilling confrontation with Spectre agent em- Emil Largo on board his boat, the Disco Volante. Hmm, okay, so is this the same Spectre as like the uh, the latest movies? Yes, yeah, yeah. Spectre oh. is the main like uh, organization that Bond uh, is up against all the time. I don't know if I've ever seen Thunderball. Mm. Mm. <laughs> sounds like saying that. sounds like a Mad Max movie. So, all right. Yeah. So, I mean, I will, I will say that outside of about two or three of them, Thunderballs. Uh, they, no, <laughs> no, two or three Bonds. They oh. pretty much all run together. Like I, yeah, sure. Like I can't fully tell you much difference between uh, any of them outside of the actor. He was playing it. Thunderball. Yeah. Uh, In 1966, this movie won the Oscar for Best Effects slash Special Visual Effects. Thunderball Hmm. then? It did. Okay. Now, this uh, stars Sean Connery. Claudine uh, Claudine Auger plays Domino, and Adolfo Selly plays Largo. This was directed by Terrence Young. He also did Dr. No and From Russia with Love. Nice. Uh, Doc, Dr. No is one of those ones that I actually... It's the very first one. Yeah, it's the very first one. That's why it sticks out. I, I actually uh, pretty much enjoy that one as well. A um, couple quick notes on this one. Uh, Bond, this is a, there's a jetpack that he flies in this, and it was actually flown by its engineer. Uh, yeah, that's who did the stunts, uh, Bill Souter. He was one of only two people in the world that were qualified to actually fly uh, this jetpack that Bond was using. Wow, and it's like actually functional and everything. That's cool. Yeah. Um, very important moment. Uh, Sir Sean Connery performed the gun barrel sequence for the first time uh, because of the new Panavision process used in the movie. Beginning with this movie and going forward, uh, the sequence will be performed by the actor playing Bond uh, in every single movie. So the part at the very beginning when Bond walks out and then turns. Oh, and, like that uh, montage thing. He points the gun at the thing and then, mm-hmm. you know. The music starts playing and everything right then. Yeah, this is the first time that that happened. Ever? Nice. Yeah. yeah, first wow. uh, Bond movie that this happened. It's iconic. I love mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And uh, the other this interesting note that I found is there's some underwater scenes uh, when Bond is he's fighting against uh, Largo. And uh, Sean Connery was supposed to be protected by uh, clear plastic, plastic panels to shield him from any sharks in the close-ups. Uh, however, the panels only extended about three feet in height, and the sharks could swim over them. As a result, there are some scenes, uh, and Terrence Young said in an interview that scenes used in this movie where Bond reacts in fright uh, at the approach of a shark. Uh, he's, I don't know, for some reasons, they're miscues, but it's Sean Connery is actually reacting with genuine terror as the shark uh, approached unobstructed by the plastic shielding. Yikes. Yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't blame him. That'd be horrifying. Yeah, but I mean, you know, he's also Sean Connery. I I don't think he was actually scared. I don't think so. No, he's faking it. Yeah, yeah. he's acting. Pearl mm-hmm. level acting. Yeah. Now uh, we have some birthdays on this date in 1965. Uh, Heidi Fleiss. Oh, the uh, Madam to the Stars. Well, that's they list uh, as like the usually on these on you know the stuff I'm looking up says what everyone's known for. American Madam. Is what she's listed mm-hmm. as. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was actually in, in 1965. Now, regardless of year, uh, in 1868, Rudyard Kipling, who mm-hmm. wrote uh, The Jungle Book, he was born. Oh. Yeah. 1928, Bo Diddley. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 19... 19- a different bow, but yep. No, he was uh, in commercial with Bo Jackson. Yeah, Bo was. Oh yeah, he was in those, wasn't he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 1935, Sandy Koufax. Mm-hmm. 1945, we have uh, Davy Jones with the Monkeys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also, his, his mother invented uh, liquid paper. Didn't know that. Really? Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. I think it was Davy Jones, or was there one? Um, Ugh, God, which monkey's mom invented liquid paper? <laughs> oh, boy, the algorithm is going to be great with this one. Um, while well, you find that. Uh, also, in 1945, Lloyd Kaufman, the co-founder mm. of, of Troma Entertainment. Toxic it was Michael Avenger. Nesmith's mom. I'm sorry. Bet Nesmith ah. Graham invented liquid paper. Uh-huh. All right. Well, hmm. it's a good never guess. Never mind. I failed. Uh, look, if I would tell people my mom invented liquid paper, they'd never look it up. Yeah, they'd probably yeah. believe you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, as mentioned, Heidi Fleiss in 1965. Ten years later, Tiger Woods was born in 1975. Mm-hmm. Two years later, Layla Ali was born in 77. Mm-hmm. One year later, Tyrese Gibson of oh, uh, the, the Fast and Furious franchise. He was also a successful recording artist before that, wasn't he, though? Yeah. He's also in the Transformer movies. We started watching, uh, I started watching the first Transformer movie. He's I don't want those? Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to watch any of the other one. He hangs out with Josh Dumel all the time, and I'm, and I gotta say, I that's a movie that's not holding up very well for me. What the first the Transformers? First yes, the first it was one. Terrible. I, oh god. Uh, oh, compared to all the rest of them, it's it's a fantastic movie. But I watching it, I'm like, this is so so just terrible. And I we hadn't even finished the movie yet. Um, I mean, the prettiest turd is still a turd. <laughs> I remember Bumblebee being pretty good. That's all right. Yeah. Yeah. But that's yeah, I kind of wish they would have continued to run along with that, but apparently they haven't. So I haven't seen the, the new one yet. Not, not yeah, worse too either. Yeah. yeah. I did already hear a spoiler for something in it that. Now, yeah. can I ask a question about this mm-hmm. new Transformers movie? I, I don't want to derail us too much, but um, like, so the Transformers, like when they land on Earth, they look at cars and they're like, okay, I'll blend in and turn into a car. So is that what happened with like the giant gorillas and the like jaguars and stuff? Like they just saw like a ape and was like, okay, I have to be an ape. So, so in, in the cartoon in the comic, once they crash land here, like after so many millions of years, like this little scanning like drone thing goes out and whatever mm-hmm. it scans over is what they oh. um that's why the, the dinobots are there. They end up okay. they're like on their own separate island, but yeah, it goes out and scans some cars. It's just kind of random. It's just like whatever they happen to find. When, whenever, yeah, whenever the drone decides to go out, every you know handful of you know millennia. Okay, okay, well, that yeah. makes sense. I was just like curious because like it makes sense to blend in like as a car, like a giant robot turns into a normal sized car, but these robots turn into like giant apes and giant jaguars. Like that doesn't yeah. blend in at all. Yeah. It doesn't look like a real ape at all. <laughs> like nobody's falling for this. And especially from where they left over, uh, left off, where like Bumblebee was actually a pretty good movie. They seem to have like just gone off the deep end with it. Um, yeah. to to go after this, but uh, I'm pretty sure they're gonna make more of them. Oh yeah, like, oh, yeah. it's like they've finally done it. They've gone off the deep end. It's a franchise. 
about robots from a distant planet that come to Earth yep. and see machinery and disguise themselves as machinery. Yes. And now they've gone off the deep end. And and Michael Bay, Michael Bay really does like do major damage to the franchise. There, there is a basic storyline that's there. I don't want to go deep into it, but there is a basic story <laughs> set up for Keith it that is- they that if they actually followed along, they could make some really cool movies. And he just goes crazy with all I stuff. I would argue, and it's terrible. even though I didn't care for them, they made some cool movies as it is because they made a shit ton of money. People went to go see them like they were the best things ever. I've seen all of them. Okay. I mean, I, mo- most of them, most of them, I, I not even in theaters. I just watch like on streaming stuff. They're all absolutely horrible. And like, yes, the well, first... why do you keep watching them? <laughs> I uh, bored them one day. I think that's why I watched the last one with Mark Wahlberg. And then Bumblebee, I was, I, I saw it and I was like, oh, this is actually pretty good. And I enjoyed it. And now I, they're just, they went back to making these really crappy ones. As a kid, I really liked them. Like when they came out, you know, but. I haven't watched them since, and I, don't, I doubt they would hold up. Yeah. No, I just, I, there's a lot of um, Michael Bay style of making movies in the, in the first one that really is like, wow, this is really bad movie making. Gotcha. But, you know, anyway, uh, Tyrese is in those movies. In 1984, LeBron James was born. Oh, uh-huh. okay. Okay. Yeah. And uh, one year later, Dutch cyclist Lars Boom. What? I have no idea what it is. He's a Dutch cyclist, and Dutch cyclist. His, oh, his name was his name was listed there. His name is Lars Boom. It's the only reason he's made this list. That's a good, but that's ti- a great Tiger name. Tiger Woods, Leila Lee, LeBron James, all on the uh, Lars born Boom. on the the same day, uh, despite different years. That's a lot of that's a lot of uh, big time athleticism going on there. Plus Sandy Koufax, sure. yeah, and f- with the any of these people, or if you just want to celebrate fifty eight years. Of this amazing episode that we're going to talk about, uh, you can also celebrate National Bacon Day. Oh, I like that. That sounds yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah that's good. Now, uh, close out on this your birthday numbers 12, 30, 1965. Uh, reveal your life path numbers nine represents selflessness, forgiveness, and creativity. Philanthropist, humanitarian, socially conscious, or deeply concerned about the state of the world. Wow. Ezra Stone was born on December 2nd, 1917. Whoa. He has a life path of five oh. uh, people, lifelong adventure. Uh, they're ready for anything and want to soak up every experience this world has to offer. Yeah, the moment things start, uh, oh, uh, oh, routine is unbearable to people with a life path of five. Um, so typical nine to five jobs are not appealing to them. Meeting people is no problem for a person with life path number five. Uh, they're very social creatures by nature and enjoy engaging with others. What's more difficult these people is maintaining friendships and romantic relationships beyond the initial initial stages wow so that's interesting that nine doesn't get any sort of like downsides at all but five really gets feels like oh but they have a hard time making friends and keeping relationships blah 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 at the very end what's mm-hmm. up with that how come nine doesn't have any sort of like downside nine's a pretty awesome number yeah i, I mean it's you know uh what's well, the number nine or the word nine it's uh, the thing I take. I take that's just in like a quick little blurb. The other one is much more deeper dive. I'm ah, sure I can okay. find some negative things about nine. Oh, Derek, just uh, to to take uh, some extra detail here uh, for you. Emma Stone has life path of seven. Ezra <laughs> Pound has life path of eight. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I think because I had to go and calculate that one myself. You um, calculate a life whoa. number yourself? 
Well, wow. he uh, he was born on 10 3 1885. Uh-huh. Um, and the numerology thing I went to did not go back that far. Doesn't go back to 1885? Oh, no, no, it did not. It stopped at uh, 1900. Stopped yeah, in 1900. So that uh, I, I figure I'd throw those in for you. Well, Keith, that was very nice of you. I appreciate yeah. that. And speaking of throwing things, I'm going to toss the book back up on the shelf. Dust going everywhere. I will then throw myself <laughs> into the recliner. Dust and, going uh, everywhere. Yep. Keith yep. is mm-hmm. one dusty motherfucker. Yeah, I think the, <laughs> the book just, it's dust that comes with me everywhere. So I uh, like Pigpen. Nah, see, I don't want to go there because Pigpen seems dirty. I'm just dusty. Anyway, that book landed smooth right into its spot. Like, you know, when you watch a movie and you could tell that they like clearly like reversed the recording, (laughs) you know, (laughs) things like fall right (laughs) into the spot. That that book just went slid right in. Mm -hmm. And now it's time for us to recline as we slowly descend down to the scuba X dome. Naming rights still TBD. I swear one day we'll get naming rights for that. Mm -hmm. Hopefully the scuba X dome won't explode um, that (laughs) same day. Oh, that would be awkward, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what happened with the other place. The what was it called? The <laughs> what was it when we went downstairs hmm. into the the thing? Was it the cathedral? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Cathedral. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Oh, boy. we got that name. Did burst into flames. Hmm. Yeah. We we were about we were ready to sign that contract. It was like a sitcom. Yeah. We were, we were, we were all sitting there. The we started to sign it, and then in the background, it just burnt to the ground and. Mm-hmm. Uh, we turned around and realized what happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mercedes Benz was pulling back the contract before we could even <laughs> even get. I'm like, nope, I got it a D on there, and they're like, nope, doesn't count. Yeah, no. Nope. I I told you guys enough of the small talk. Hurry up and sign. Yeah, we were too busy oh. comparing the Transformers grosses. <laughs> Bumblebee <laughs> was the least uh, popular at the box office. Yep, yep. Once again, the direct, we needed somebody to rerail us in there, and nobody was around. So. <laughs> no one will. No one is ever willing to rerail us. I, I don't yeah, get I'm it. I'm gonna. I'm staying out of this conversation. I do not uh, like that term. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, we finally reached uh, the bottom of the. I don't know the elevator lift, the tunnel, whatever you want to call it. I we haven't named that yet either. Uh, but we're here in the Scumax Dome. <laughs> Captain is going to take us an additional 2.75 miles out, and that will reach international waters. And from there, we will dive deep to the gates of hell for another edition of Skuma X. So this episode was directed by the one, the only Ezra Stone, Life Path 5 man himself. Yep. Um, not Emma Stone or Ezra Pound. No, 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 no not, not, them. not a Life Path of 7 or 8. No, no, nope, no, not one of those either. Yeah, I believe I have a life life path of five two. In uh, whoa, mm. me and the Stone Man, Stony, old Stony, mm. and you. Yeah, mm. maybe you guys uh had the same past life. I don't know. Probably. Yeah, you're, <laughs> you're both you're both semen. You're uh, both semen at one point yep. or another. I yep. assume. Well, we've all talked about <laughs> all Ezra Stone a million times. We're in the Stone Age, you know, blah, blah, blah. We've said that a few times, I think. Yep. Um, so I'm not even going to go into really any details. I don't think we need to mention anything like his dad's a chemist or what. Oh, my or... God. His dad's a chemist. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's pretty awesome. cool, right? Yeah. yeah and really then, cool. I mean, he's also probably best known for being Tivis's favorite dr- Mustard director. But mm-hmm. there's no need to go into it. Uh, I'm really starting to hope maybe he's got like some sort of secret project that he's like wrote some sort of like uh, will that was like 20 years from my death. I want you to release this. 
Oh, I think he said um, whale at first, but in, in that's why that's exactly what I thought he said. <laughs> it's as well. like he wrote some whale. It's, it's that old like, uh, Moby Dick Kansas Twang. Moby Dick <laughs> his grand, uh, yeah, his grand <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> this became like a uh, erotic novel between Ahab <laughs> <laughs> and the whale. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe that's what's coming out. I don't know. I'm hoping, I'm hoping so, but I'm starting to doubt it. This episode was written by Doug Tibbles, um, which is a man we can always slow down to talk about. Uh, he's written quite a few Monsters episodes, and we still have a bunch to go with him. He's uh, probably best known to me for being in the band Stone Coyotes, which is uh, debatably much better than the Monsters. Um, and as is tradition, <laughs> I listened to <laughs> the classic song Church of the Fallen Rain as I researched. Um and I did learn something new. I learned that he got into doing some visual arts later in life. Um, oh. He said he did a lot of like collages and stuff. And he actually did <laughs> a lot of the the Stone Coyotes album art. Uh-huh. Nice. And as well as like the, you know, like concert posters and stuff like advertisements. Okay. He did all those as well. I love that. Cool. I, I, you know, it's a lost art form. And uh, the concert poster, like the yes. cool ones from the 90s and the early aughts. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. They're like hand drawn and shit. Those were awesome. Mm hmm. I go and see like uh, Primus quite a bit, and they always have like a mm. a poster for every concert, every mm-hmm. show they do, and it's always like a unique one. They only make like two hundred and fifty, and they're always just so cool, but also always. very expensive. So I don't, mm-hmm. yeah, I never buy them. But <laughs> I believe uh, our old friend Rob Zombie is big into making. Uh, he he oh. would draw his own posters. I think he drew them himself. I believe so. That's cool. Okay, I'm gonna <laughs> Google that one really fast because that sounds right to me. You ever did like a Monsters one? I don't know. I, be, I bet you probably had one that was Monster inspired. Yeah, if he did, we got to get that and hang it up in the in the no. Nope. The combo. Rob Zombie didn't. Oh, uh, I don't think Basil Gogos mm. did. I don't know who that is. Oh, hmm. <laughs> oh my god! So here's my Google: Did Rob Zombie draw his show posters? People also ask who did the artwork for Rob Zombie. Did Rob Zombie lead change his name to Rob Zombie? Who is Rob Zombie's guitar player now? Is Rob Zombie intelligent? <laughs> wow. Okay. The, uh, whoever, whoever asked that question just watched the Monsters movie. Rob Zombie is a highly intelligent man. That's what he, it says. He well, sold more than 15 million albums of his psycho industrial grooved metal. And mm-hmm. he's grossed more than 150 million as the writer director of six feature films. This, oh my God, this is like a little time capsule or a little capsule of what's wrong with the world. Just because <laughs> you've made money does not mean you are smart. <laughs> All right. Fair you, enough. Yeah, no, you were smarter than the dumb people who backed you. Everything. That's, yeah. yeah. Just because you have made money does not, money does not equal intelligence. But, According to this that's Google true. answer, it is. But go yeah. on. Can't argue with Google. That's what I say. Um, we got a couple guest stars here. We got Jackie Minty as Jackie McGinty. And we have... <laughs> Jackie Minty is Jackie McGinty. Yeah. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> and we got Chet Stratton as Clyde Thornton. Oh, um, man. Jack Minty does not have a whole lot going on on his IMDb. Oh, hell no. <laughs> He's only got four credits. He's just the, one of those kids who popped up or, like, well, not even every once in a while, very rarely in another TV show. Um, 
he was in an episode of My Three Sons. He did mm-hmm. one episode of The Lucy Show. He actually did two episodes of The Monsters. So mm-hmm. we will see him again. We haven't seen him yet. He's Jack in the zombie. Minty as Jack <laughs> McGinty. Will he return? Yeah. Reprising his role. Oh, I oh. hope so. Yeah, yeah. He's in the Zombo episode, which I'm oh, excited about. That'd be amazing. Yeah, maybe he plays Zombo. I don't know. Um, <laughs> we also he was also uncredited in a role for a movie called A Big Hand for the Little Lady, mm. which is a, a comedy western. I guess uh, the trailer on IMDb is kind of lame. It's basically just like a crowd of people they're like they're here, they're here, and then they all start marching into the saloon. They kind of waltz to the place into the back room where they find one man just sitting there at the poker table messing with chips, poker chips, that is. Um, he's not just munching on chips in the background. Um, they all kind of stand there awkwardly and they all eventually just sit down and my man goes, let's play cards. And then suddenly like the sweeping orchestral music comes in. There's a montage of a wagon traveling the landscape for about 30 seconds. I don't really know what it's about, but I'm sure it's very tasteful. Lots of shenanigans and you know mm. everything works itself out at the end. I don't know. You know, like most comedy westerns. So, uh, we got Chet Stratton, who does actually have a decent amount of acting credits nice. on MDB, which is always good. Yes, yes. He's 148 from 1949 to 1972. Uh, what's crazy is that he did four Monsters episodes. What? So we've already, we, we've we've already seen s- him before. Yeah, we've seen him twice. What? He's, the, what? he's is he the the doctor? No. Of- he is not the doctor. He is not the doctor. Although I could see he does have give off similar vibes to that doctor. The yeah. new doctor, not Dr. Dudley. But no, the, no, not Dr. Dudley. The other guy the who second doctor was. Yeah, you know. yeah. I know you talk about. Um, he played Mr. Haggerty uh, in that episode where Lily gets a uh, job reading palms because she thinks Herman went bankrupt and Herman like thinks he's, she's cheating on him or something. Mm-hmm. Um, he was also in Lily's Star Border, but he was uncredited. He played one of the henchmen to the criminal guy that lived across mm, the street. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. So, oh yeah. I mean, we still I got one to go with him. <laughs> you see it clearly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, he, he's done mostly TV, but he's in a few movies. He was in an old Disney movie called Moon Pilot, where an astronaut goes missing, and people think he got kidnapped after like a security team learns that he was friends with a suspected foreign spy. Mm. Um, it's kind of seems weird. The little clip I watched. Like usual, they all seem weird. I don't know. The, the astronaut question, I think he's the astronaut, doesn't really tell me. Uh, he's talking to, I assume, the spy. She has an accent, so I guess she's probably the foreign spy. I don't know. Uh, he was talking to her. Uh, he says, I want to take you to security. But she says she's a psychic and can read his future. He, he decides to let her do that. And moments later, a young boy approaches him. And uh, he happens to have the same name as the astronaut. They kind of look at each other puzzled, and then the kid claims that he's the man's son. (laughs) The man is shocked. Uh, I guess he doesn't actually have children, so this is a huge shocker. Uh, The psychic apologizes, saying that she doesn't uh, control what might materialize when she does her psychic readings. So, and it kind of just ends there. I'm kind of curious if the boy, like, just now exists forever, like from the future. He came back in time. Or if he's like going to slowly fade out of existence after the scene ends. I don't know. But either way, it's kind of creepy and horrifying. Um, so maybe it's, it could also just be an elaborate prank that the, the spy is trying to pull on him. I don't know. But that's the beauty of these movies. You know, the mystery. Are, are but, they real or an elaborate prank? <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> or were they materialized and will slowly dematerialize over the course of the film? I don't know. You can only hope. 
I wonder that about every person I meet on the street. Um, <laughs> Will you slowly dematerialize <laughs> over the course of this film? Yes. Film. Yeah. Mm, My so, life. Yeah. Some, some, some you're hoping they will. Other ones. Uh, mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. But... That's all I've got. I know we spent enough time down here near the gates of hell, starting to get a little toasty. The water's bubbling and boiling. So, you know, that's a good sign that we need to head up. I've installed some nice, uh, these little fans on the bottom that'll activate and, you know, glide us to the surface in a post-haste manner. So I think we should head up post-haste. Oh, Terry, did you say post-haste? I did. Mm-hmm. I did. Because uh, I uh, did it in a most chaste manner i had oh. no sex on the way up and <laughs> it was whoa hold on okay i was okay. most chaste you don't um, have to so I, I, it's weird that you clarified it this time because yeah i'm wondering what happens every other time you go <laughs> if up. i don't say i did it most chastely yeah there's fishes and demons that were getting it the whole way <laughs> oh fishes um, and um, demons well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, obviously the, the, the demons you were making out with before depends the on the day also. yeah we'll find out you know who knows mm-hmm. um but Keep i did it on, i was sure. up here really quickly it, there's nothing difference between uh most chaste and most unchaste it's fast i'm up here as fast as it can be uh and i made it to the top and i'm waiting for you guys i used one of those fans actually too um, oh that explains yeah we're a little there's bit, one uh, on each of my feet here. like propellers <laughs> and, <laughs> huh, and, you know, designs yep. for that they're pretty big uh, that's, yeah it's impressive that's why i did it most chastely as well because uh, i see yeah nobody wants fans to, are dangerous and whatnot yeah i can't get too close might get yeah. cut up yeah. don't yep, so it was just me and wing. my only fans we were <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Wow. We're just me and okay. only fans. Yeah. We did it. We can't up here on our own. And, Derek's uh, got his only fans up there. That's <laughs> most chased. Uh, most chased. <laughs> but I'm up well, here waiting for you guys because I got, uh, boy, I need to have some prime rib ready. Uh, yep. I'm going to use these fans to uh, <laughs> just, uh, we got a prime rib. And I'm, oh, you know what I, I love? Um, when I'm, I, I watch a lot of diners drive in sometimes. Mm. And uh, sometimes you, the guy will be like, oh, here we are. Don't tell me you're going to make your own bologna. And they do. They make their own bologna. Um, that's what I'm kind of doing with this prime rib. I'm going to pro- I'm gonna oh. make it really thick paste out of it with these fans, right? Oh. Like in a food processor, I'm going to shove okay. it into like a you know, pig's intestine, and I'm going to hang it up oh. uh, so it ages. And it's going to be. <laughs> And, and oh. I did that already. Um, prime bologna. Nice. Prime bologna. Yeah. But I, they always show the process on uh, Diners, Drivers, and Dives, and they always have one. How long has it got a cure for a chef? I'm like, oh, 14 days. And then they always Jeez. have one, right? So Yeah. I had one wow. already ready to rock and roll. You've been working on this there two for weeks 14 ago. days? Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Never noticed. Yeah. So, yeah. That, well, that's what's hanging up in my closet. That's what that rich aroma. Oh, <laughs> that makes sense. That makes it's sense. a rich aroma of cured meat. <laughs> Uh, oh, I was going to say the rich aroma is from your closet. It has nothing yeah, to do with from the, meat. the cured meat. Yeah, that, that you guys kept asking, well, what's that stink? Mm. I'm like, don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a surprise. It's a surprise. <laughs> it's always a surprise. <laughs> Whenever there's a, a a strong odor and someone says, don't worry about it, it's a surprise. It, you know, it's you're it's, some, something. You need to worry about it. Yeah, that, I think that's usually the key. Yeah, it's I was wondering why my my fan blades were uh, all meaty and had all weird chunks of <laughs> yeah. yeah flesh on I, them when I, I installed them. I put them in the dishwasher and I put I pressed the pots and pans button, but 
you know, mm. just didn't get them as clean as I wanted to. Anywho, I got some bologna made from prime rib that's been hanging in my closet for 14 days. <laughs> I'm going to cut that shit up. And we're gonna nice dry environment. Your yes. closet. Yes. Oh, God. Yeah, it is so dry in there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to cut that up. We're going to have some sandwiches while we talk uh, about season two, episode 15, Herman's Peace Offensive. As Keith mentioned, this song bitch came out December 30th, 1965, which was like the 95th Thursday of the year or something. Um, the very last and, one of what I heard. Yeah, something mm-hmm. like that. And when I sat crisscross applesauce and I went back around the kitchen table, went back in time through tantric meditation, I saw, grabbed the script and it's like on the front, it said, Herman is forced to practice what he preaches when he urges Eddie to ignore a schoolyard bully. Nice. That's good. Nice and fitting. Yep. It gets a whopping 7.2 on IMDb. Oh, that's pretty low for monsters. Yep. When I read this, I'm like, oh my goodness. Bully 7.2. Eddie, mm, Herman <laughs> urging. I'm like, oh, this is not going to be good. <laughs> oh, I hate when Herman urges anything. Yeah, yeah. We haven't had, yeah, we haven't had a Herman urge episode in a while, mm-hmm. and here we are. Some of those urges, yeah, just try to ignore them. You know, yeah, you know, you gotta and, fight. You gotta fight them. You, yeah, you do have to fight those urges, and sometimes when you give into your urges, you grunt like a gorilla. And Herman <laughs> starts <laughs> this episode. He's on the opposite side of the front wall of the Munsters uh, oh, house. Jesus, I, for, I forgot all about this. He's grunting <laughs> like a gorilla. He's, yes. like, <laughs> <laughs> he's pulling up weeds. He's looking around. I have no idea what's going on. I was no. I was prepared to not finish the episode at this point. Oh, you're going to turn it off? <laughs> yes. I would love an episode where it was just like, this is our gorilla episode where everyone just acts like gorillas for no reason. Oh, I, just, I would love that. I honestly, because this is such a pointless opening compared, mm-hmm. like, I I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh, I, I I completely blinked out on on this whole thing. Yeah, I mean, I he keeps looking through, like, he's almost like looking through the bars towards the house as well. Yeah. There's a few things um, that happen here that are amazing. Yes. Right. So he's doing this. He's oh, by the way, you're putting quotations around amazing also. Yes. Aren't you? Yeah. And then the camera zooms in on him. It's Herman. It's his face. He's looking <laughs> through the wrought iron bars that are clearly painted cardboard. And he looks, and then all of a sudden, the camera cuts to a, a, a wider shot, and Herman is a much darker complexion, mm-hmm. almost like a stunt double. Yeah. And then he goes, whoop, and he flies over. <laughs> The wall <laughs> lands much like Black Widow. <laughs> yes, he's got like one leg out and a little mm-hmm. crouching thing, and then he's kind of scurries off like a gorilla, still making girl noises. <laughs> and it it is the same stunt double that got mm-hmm. biffed in the head by the light a few weeks ago. <laughs> so <got> squished. <laughs> yes, that same guy. Yeah, because that still looks so squished. Also, though, like, why, why is if you're gonna do the whole like make it look like he's jumping over the fence thing? Why, like, why is it set up to like where he's like almost sitting down and you just raise them up over? Like, <laughs> I don't know any any other action like shot like you know make it look like you're actually jumping or something? You know, like a no. dive and roll would have like worked. Like the Bigfoot from that Bigfoot, yeah, uh, Bigfoot Wild Boy, where he's jumping oh, all over. God, the place. yeah, instead. <laughs> 
instead it's like this very like unnatural mm-hmm. yes. he just like, floats yeah yep. casually floats over like just like a perfect arc over the fence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yep and then he lands and then he scurries off and then you see a herman it's back to herman he's scuttling like a crab up to the front porch, yes. still grunting <laughs> he's ripping out bushes and trees from the left and he starts tearing up the uh front steps I'm like, like what is foraging going for on? food like what happened is this like post-apocalyptic monsters where like yeah. like a nuclear bomb is taking out all of society and herman's reverted to like some sort of feral state and is hunting for yes. food and i'm thinking this whole time like this has got to be important in some way <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes oh there you are and there's a newspaper in the bush and he's like oh that careless paper boy never throws it in the same place so Herman was outside looking for the newspaper. <laughs> Cut to Lily at the organ, Marilyn turning sheet music, uh, our opening clip. But Grandpa is sitting in his chair reading the newspaper. Yes. And did you see what it was called? No. The Transylvania Gazette. Oh, maybe. How did he that? get that? I don't know. Yeah, he already has the newspaper that also, which is a good point. <laughs> He's got the damn newspaper and Herman's outside looking for the newspaper. I don't know what's going on. Well, I mean, it's probably news from the old country, not current, you know, mocking. What if it's just like a really old newspaper? And he just he like when he packed everything up, he packed up all his old newspapers, <laughs> much like when I was like a 12 year old boy and I packed up all my old sports illustrated when I moved. Mm. Right. Like, mm-hmm, <laughs> Oh, I'm going to need this Sports Illustrated from 1986. No, you're not. No one is. <laughs> um, so Grandpa packed up all of his old papers, and he's reading one at the at, in his chair. Uh, Herma comes in with a paper, and we got the Eddie freaking out. I'm going to, you know, gouge his eyes out and skull fuck him or whatever he says. Well, uh, <laughs> I, I think that's what he said. Uh, yeah. And then Herman basically. comes in. Man, he's, I got to say, he is going off, like, stomping. Yes. Yelling and stuff. And it takes a while before Marilyn even like looks over. Like, what's wrong? <laughs> like, what like, what's wrong? Grandpa gives him a look kind of like eye roll, like whatever, kid. Like yeah. and and I mean, I guess Lily, she's always protective of me. You would think that she would do something. But again, Marilyn being like the normal one of the family, Eddie is just like swinging his books around, yelling he's gonna kill people. And mm-hmm. and she like finally looks sort of like after like the fourth or fifth time he slammed it on the ground being like Eddie, what's up? Are you okay, buddy? <laughs> like, yeah. I'm like the guy, the kid really doesn't like he's done this only a handful of times throughout all the episodes. Well, there have been many an episode that starts with a tantrum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, but in but in like, I mean, five, six total over the entire thing. And <laughs> and, and we're only uh-huh. seeing a day here and there of the monsters. So if you're looking at like unless he does this like all the time, like if you actually you know, my guess is he does. Like, if you're actually looking at full, like, 365 of the monsters, he does this all the time. Like, where she's like, oh, God, what is it this time? Maybe he'll stop. But, no, I'm like, man, he's really going off and slamming things around. And, it, like, she finally looks over. And I'm like, did somebody, like, finally cue her and say, hey, Pat, like, it's one take. We can't cut it out. Like, find out what's wrong with him. Did they wave to her from, like, off Oh, you think that he was just freaking out on his own? No, no, no! Like he was going on, and like oh, she's, oh. And, and she was supposed to be like Eddie. Are you oh. okay? And because he, and because she didn't do it right away, gotcha. he just kept going with it. He's he was just, uh, yeah, improvising the entire time. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, he's like, I'm, they said, yell, kill, kill him, kill him, kill him until until she says something. And Pat Priest over like not paying attention to anything. Oh shit, we're rolling. 
Yeah. Uh, Eddie, what's wrong with you? You okay? Yeah. Well, he does. He does contemplate a home aside or whatever <laughs> Herman says it. It was peculiar. Mm-hmm. Yep, but a funny line. Funny and line. a funny line. I, yes, yes. They very, it's one of my, I think, one of more favorite lines. Uh, maybe not of even just the second season, but the whole thing. The Are whole you, kitten caboodle contemplating homicide. He, despite the fact he says very weird, but he walks in. He's like, because he says, like, is is my offspring? You know, it's like <laughs> it's a weird way. The, weird, the way that he even like mentions like who he's, you know, the whole thing, like his prodigy, pro, not prodigy, but um, his offspring yeah. uh, is is contemplating. Uh, yeah, prodigy. Thank you. Is uh, is contemplating uh, homicide, and and just since they're like. Hmm. And it, yes, I really enjoyed that line, especially uh, Fred Gwynn's delivery. Well, Grandpa follows that up with, "Well, there's a bully, and he wants to massacre him." <laughs> yep. Like uh, Eddie, don't give a fuck how big this kid is. He's still gonna stop him. I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna curb stomp this kid. It's like, oh my god, Eddie, calm down. Skull fucking and curb stomping. Herman <laughs> says, "Nah, we are an intelligent, sensitive creatures." And then, where's the mail? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, well, this is such a weird. This is it's a lot like the openings where Herman uh comes in and he's throwing a fit, nobody pays attention. Now Eddie's throwing a fit, yeah. and everybody's like, Well, where's the mail? Well, good news, Herman got a rat package. Uh, oh, it's from Clyde, one of the new guys they hired at the parlor. They've really been running with a skeleton crew. <laughs> wow, and like, oh, he wants to be friendly. Maybe it's a watch. I bet it's a neat ring. Boy, they are jumping to conclusions quick, and Eddie's <laughs> mood has changed immediately once he realizes there's a package in the mail. Yeah. Herman unwraps this nicely carved wooden box. And I'm like, oh, it's nicely carved wooden box. And there's a button on it that says press here. Mm. Herman's like running his hand across the front of the box to show you how nice it is. Mm-hmm. Herman presses the button. It flips open and sprays oil into his face. Yeah, some sort of black sludge. Yeah. <laughs> when you say that, it made me think of the X Files. Maybe it was the black goo from the X Files. Oh yeah. Right. Either way, it sprays in Herman's face, and he goes, "Oh fudge!" And he stands up. Mean old Clyde, what a practical joker! And walks away. What you gonna do, Pop? Oh, Herman's like fuming. He's he's actually so hot that a lot of the oil has already evaporated off his face. <laughs> I'm going to kill him. 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 He's jumping up and down just like Eddie was, but this time it shakes the whole building. Then we get the banger. It's a very much a, uh, I learned from watching you type moment. Yes. I mean, Eddie's, yep, yep. he does it every now and then, but like, this is a full all out, like exactly what Herman does like tantrum. And then Herman just turns around. And does the same thing. So no. we fade <laughs> in from the banger. Lily is doing something to candles. I think she's like, I trimming them with scissors. I don't, I don't understand this. It's very confusing to me and really distracted me for a while. And Grandpa strolls in. He wants A to kill the bully. And Herman should fight too. <laughs> Lily's like, nah, fam, we can't be fighting everybody. Violence. I'm, I don't like violence. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Grandpa says something like, uh, y'all don't spoil kids like the old country. We were spoiled rotten. Uh, I don't get that means. And Lily says, well, they have a board of health here. I don't know. What yeah, it's it's it's, it's a it's a very poorly done joke. Oh, very poorly done. But they assume nobody is paying attention to that because they're still trying to figure out what the fuck Lily's doing. Yeah, Lily's still trimming candles. She goes, "I'm going to turn on the candles now." 
And she turns them on. They all light. The table is already set for dinner. <laughs> they were in the dark. Table set for dinner. And then as soon as the candles lit, people come pouring in. Herb's yeah. like, oh, what's for dinner? <laughs> but like, they know it's ready. She goes and trims them, but then she just goes over and basically turns on a light switch. I don't yeah. understand it. One it's, of those candles had a huge flame on it, too, and it made me laugh. I, it wasn't like, I, I guess, was it like a gas operated thing? And like, so I don't like a very weird, like whole concept of like, I'm first of all, I'm like, she's probably like before they decide to sit down at dinner. I'm like, is she cleaning the house? And so part of it is she's trimming like little tips know. off of the thing, like very weird. But do you remember earlier in the season when they had um, the two bank robbers hold them hostage? That was the moment that they broke when the candles lit. Yeah. <laughs> that? Oh, yeah. yeah. They freaked out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Turned on the candles like that's it. I'm out. I'm like, they're just candles. I don't understand what's <laughs> it's going the on. the least weird thing you've seen today. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, she turns on the candles. Everyone comes in for supper. Ooh, what's for supper? Big mouth bass. <laughs> Marilyn has a whole goddamn fish on a platter mm-hmm. yes. and its mouth is gaping open. That mouth is big. That's yes, a big old mouth. Big mouth that's amazing. That look on that. I, I was. I thought I was gonna like look up and start singing. Oh, oh like the yeah. like oh, wall stand things. Billy yeah. bass. Yeah. What, is, yeah. Mm-hmm. what does that yeah. thing sing? It's like everybody oh. was surfing or something. I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah, I'm sure it was different depending on where you bought it. Probably yeah. did that. Yeah. Herman looks into the mouth of the bass. Into the mouth of the madness. Mouth bass. of madness. Yeah. Yes. Goes hello in there. And then it echoes, hello out there. Oh, it's fresh. <laughs> Herman puts on a giant bib. This is the my highlight of the entire yes, episode. Herman puts on a giant bib that says the Clean Your Plate Club. And it's got yes. a picture of a baby on it. Yes. <laughs> it is the most amazing <laughs> moment possibly this season so far. That I don't know. Image. He's the only one at the table that's wearing it. Yes. And it's huge. <laughs> If there is a club for babies for cleaning their plate <laughs> and they made a bib, assuming there would be a baby that large, I don't ever want to go to that restaurant because the babies are enormous and will eat me. <laughs> it's, Clean your plate. it's just scary. I don't know. That's true. I mean, they'll probably serve you up on that plate. Yeah, exactly. That's a big ass baby. Eddie comes in and Herman then has to talk with Eddie about violence. And he's like, oh, talk about violence. Violence is bad. Grandpa's not so sure. Eddie wants to know what Herman will do about the dude at the parlor. He's like, oh, I'm going to be patient and ignore him. Eddie's, Eddie's down with the whole plan. Yes. Just turn the other cheek. Let him beat the crap out of you. Eddie's down because he wants to grow up to be just like Herman. And I yeah. love Herman's like. I'm going to use all my dignity and patience as he's wearing this giant bib. Mm. Like it's like <laughs> all his dignity. And it's yeah. like the most ridiculous mm-hmm. look I've ever seen. <laughs> the clean your plate club bib. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't have any dignity to use. I'd say. Nope. But Lily loves this plan. And Eddie should always listen to Herman because under that sweet boyish countenance, he has the wisdom of art link letter. A Canadian American radio personality. There you go. Oh, okay. Grandpa rolls his eyes. Oh, God. He hates Her- that guy. Yep. Then Herman goes to cut the fish and it snaps at him. It <laughs> tries to bite him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fresher than I thought. I Fade like two. Mockingbird <laughs> Heights School. It's like and- that chicken that they served up that was like live. Oh, the, the live chicken? Yeah. yeah. This but one, was- at least, this at least looked like it was cooked. And, oh, like- it looked like it was cooked. Yeah. Like I said before, I watch a whole lot of diners, drive ins, and dives and looked like a full. 
Branzino. Uh, anyway, <laughs> Eddie is standing out front of the school. This portly oafish kid with bad haircut comes out mm-hmm. and wearing a sweater like Herman, kind of. Yeah, and he is threatens to beat up Eddie. Eddie's Eddie's not going to fight back. What are you, yellow? I'm not yellow. I'm green. Is he? That's what he said. Besides, I think they all are. My dad said uh, that if I don't fight back, you might grow up to be a better citizen one day. It's like your dad said that. Yeah, he's a bigger idiot. They're bigger dope than you are. Oh, no one's a bigger dope than me. Blah 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 <laughs> blah. Very funny. Next time I'll I see you, I'll rip your nose off and put it on backwards. So when you <laughs> sneeze, you'll blow your brains out. Dear God, that, that is, is a grisly and a half. That's horrifying. That's it is scary threat to hear from a young fifth grader. Jeez. Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you what. Well, we'll talk about it later. Fade to (laughs) Goodbury Gateman and Graves employee entrance. Oh, so excited. I'm like, they're going, they're actually going to the parlor. This is what I've been waiting for. We're going to see his coworkers. We're going to see all this good stuff with him interacting with all these people. Yeah, I was excited. So they're in the locker room. One dude is laughing out of control about Herman getting that. He's like, I got that ink sprayed in his face. Isn't that hilarious? Oh, my God. Could you imagine that big idiot with ink in his face? <laughs> this guy is obnoxious as fuck. Yeah. And the, the bald dude that's there is like, I don't know. Munster's a sweet guy. Yeah, that's so nice. I yeah. like this. He's a big dope. Wait till he opens his locker. Herman walks in and he tries to like downplay everything. Right. But this Clyde dude is just a great A asshole. And yeah. everyone in the room feels like they have to tolerate this asshole because, like, I don't understand. He's a new hire. You think this is the type of behavior that would get you fired in a heartbeat? Yes. Yes. And they, uh, the other guy that's there with him, he seems to know him. Like mm-hmm. it, he doesn't seem like the relationship is 100% brand new. So maybe like somebody they know very well. So when they hired him on or something that, you know, it's so like a he, favor he, to get him on there. Yeah. yeah. He's a new employee, but he's not new, new. He's been, you know, like everyone knows who he is already. Also, like, I mean, if you're the new guy, why are you going to come in and like try to piss people off? Right yeah. Away? Don't be making enemies. Yeah. Right yeah especially with like a long time employee, <laughs> right? Yeah. Who is, Seems to be a favorite of one of the Goodbury Gateman and Graves guys, right? Mm-hmm. And, and he's seven foot tall and he looks like a horrible Frankenstein's monster. He's yeah. a freakish monster that <laughs> most people are instantly afraid of. Yes. Maybe this guy is taking it like the the jail yard. Just go after the biggest, toughest guy oh, there. Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. I think a Herman, nobody's messing with me. I mean, this dude's like, hey, you know what? Don't take it too. Tough monster is just a way of getting acquainted with you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Herman opens up his locker, conveniently ducks down um, and looks <laughs> into it, and then a very sophisticated spring action boxing glove comes out <laughs> and punches Herman in the face. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's like oh god, it it's it's like an inspector gadget thing coming out. It is the boxing yeah. glove. And Clyde is loving the fuck out. Clyde's just like Argh! He can't believe he fell for it. He's like giving him the Degeneration X suck it dance at him. (laughs) (laughs) This other dude's just like, what the fuck is your problem, man? Why Mm -hmm. are you acting like this? And Herman is trying to turn the other cheek. Yes. 
Now, I love this other guy's reaction to it. Like you can tell, oh. like he hates this too. The other he's guy, like, he looks so sad, and he's looking at yes. him. And he's like, "I'm sorry, I don't know who this man is. I don't know why he's doing this." <laughs> and Herman is just trying to keep his cool, even though he just got punched in the face by a mechanical fist. And he's yes. also trying to stay like awake because he almost got knocked out. Yeah. So, so what's funny is, so this dude, this Clyde guy, sends Herman. An elaborate prank, which is this hand carved box <laughs> with yeah. a button on it that when you press it opens up and sprays you with ink or oil kinda, or whatever. Kind of looks like the Hellraiser puzzle box a little bit. A little bit, right? Or maybe but the that's, a, that's a lot of effort. Yeah. So he sends him this box all wrapped up, mailed to him nicely. Then he does this where the locker opens up and this mechanical fist comes out and punches him in the face. Who knows what could be next on the docket? Yeah. I don't also, know, like he's obviously Vegas. not doing any fucking work because he's putting no. all these elaborate things. Maybe. Well, what if Goodbury Gateman and or Graves hired him to do this? <laughs> Take out. It says here on your resume, you're quite the prankster with electrical engineering. Oh. Back. He put that on his resume. <laughs> <laughs> yes. A, a, a delightful prankster looking to uh, broaden his career in whatever. Right? And meanwhile, they they're like, man, Herman's a nice guy, but we need him to be a little tougher sometimes. Yes. Uh, you know, he's we need him to be able to deliver to the you know uh, you know tell people like you know talk to them in a stern way every now and yes. then he and he doesn't do it because he's nice so now we fade to lily in the kitchen she's making tea and walks over to grandpa Ooh, let me warm that up for you she tips the teapot nothing comes out but grandpa's teacup catches fire <laughs> dear god it's like oh thank you like i hate these jokes they're the worst <laughs> oh i wonder how eddie made out with that bully today door opens and eddie backs in uh, the door, so you know we can't see his face yet because he probably has a black eye. He did this one other time too, I yes, think. Yes, he did, and he yeah. turned and he had a beard. Or... <laughs> I can't remember. Well, that's right. I think it was the, like beard. the yeah. How'd it go? Did you run into the bully? Yeah, I ran into him. Did you fight back? Nah. How'd your father's theory work out? Then, of course, Eddie turns around to show his black eye. I think it's got a few wrinkles in it. And Dude, that eye does not look good. It looks yeah. bad. That is not just a black eye. That looks like he's been pummeled by. That is uh, fucking assault, brother. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that kid's got to go. Like, that's not good. So instead of immediately calling the school and saying, why is my son coming home with an eye that won't open? uh, Or calling uh, this McClintock's parents or whatever. McGlinty. Whatever it is. It doesn't matter. Uh, Lily's like, oh my god! She gets a steak, which is like the staple for fixing a black eye. I never understood why, but I guess because it's cold. I don't know. Yeah. Also, staple for fixing a black eye. Staple for like an eye that looks like it's you know one step shy of like falling out it, of your head. <laughs> like uh, cut me, Mick type uh, thing oh, from Rocky. God, it's very yeah. close. That like slapping like raw meat in your face that way does not seem very like no. a very good idea. That. That eye looks like it's made of necrotic flesh. It's going to fall out of his head. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, it was like the bully, like a necromancer and like cursed him with a <laughs> yes. flesh. Touched him with the cursed finger of whatever. Yes. And <laughs> just eating away his flesh. Mm-hmm. Lily is pissed. Oh, Herman and his philosophy. She's so upset about Herman and his nonviolent philosophy. Right. Very angry about it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Grandpa tells Eddie to give him a bite in the neck. Next time you see that bully, give him a bite in the neck. <laughs> Herman walks in with sunglasses. I'm like, oh god, here we go. 
Lily yells at Herman. Look what your non-fighting back got your son. And he shows the son with a black eye. Herman takes off his glasses to reveal his black eye. Wah, wah, wah. And then Herman's it's like, what do you have to say for yourself? Well, as Sonny Liston said after his last fight, I think it's time we sit down and reevaluate our philosophy. Mm -hmm. Then he grabs the steak from Eddie and puts it over his eye, and we get a commercial break. Now, going to this commercial break, I'm like, Lily is not, she's mad at the nonviolent approach, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. That's the way I took it. Yep. It's like, oh, you, you need to stand up for yourself sort of thing. That's how I saw as well. Yeah, she seemed yeah. like, well, I think she wanted the peaceful method, but then she saw the results. It was like, yeah, I'm like, well, yeah, these motherfuckers, they, they're just assholes. So you better mm -hmm. fight fire with fire. Fade in from the commercial break to Herman, Grandpa and Eddie in the dungeon. Herman and Eddie are wearing boxing gloves. I feel like we've been in this exact situation before. Well, we did yes. one time where Grandpa was trying to teach him boxing and they couldn't tell but it was Herman for about self defense, it. though, right? Yes. Mm hmm. It was for, oh, it was because of the the nickname Shorty, right? Mm -hmm. Oh yes, 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 yes. Okay, I remember that. We've been in this exact situation before, but this time okay. Herman, Herman, who was very nonviolent, and even in that episode, he's like, "Well, I'm going to teach him some moves." Blah blah blah. We uh, go left out with the right, in with the good air, out with the bad air. He punches a hole in the wall, and the glove gets stuck in the wall. The hole does not reveal a secret dungeon with treasure maps inside, but nope. not all <laughs> holes do. Um, true. Only about your bag. Not chances. all holes mm. are glorious. Like ones that have treasure. <laughs> They're not glorious. <laughs> so. no. Gee, yeah. pop. I thought you didn't like, but I almost said volcanoes violence. <laughs> I don't, but we should be prepared. Don't want any more black eyes. Oh yeah. By tomorrow we'll run out of eyes. <laughs> yep. And Herman, Eddie, let's go do some work on a body bag. This pisses Grandpa off. Oh, body yeah. bag. Why can't we use a real body all the time with substitutes? <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, yes. He wants to go find somebody and like drag him down there, beat him up. Like what's yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Now, when they said body bag, I knew what they meant, but I was kind of hoping it was a body bag. Oh, like a corpse, like or off of a crime a bag. scene body bag. Yes, for the body. <laughs> that would be yeah, kind of funny. like Herman just brought one home from work. Yep, and just uh, hanging it up yeah. there. On the body bag, there's an angry little cartoon boy drawn on the bag with Jack written over the top. That picture's awesome. I it love is. That little, it's very the funny. Cartoonish picture. <laughs> Herman's like, oh, "This is your bully, uh, Joe McCarver," and he just <laughs> calls you a name. <laughs> And Eddie's like, oh, what's that name? And Herman whispers it into his ear. And Eddie freaks out. <sighs> Tootie fruity. And then he starts wailing on the bag. Grandpa, very pleased. Grandpa's like the emperor in uh, Return yes, of the Jedi. Yes, like, yes, yes. Give in to your anger. Mm -hmm. and, and Eddie's going bonkers. He's just like, pff, 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 left, right, left, right, left, right. On uh, that drawing of... <sighs> Jimmy Jack McGinty uh, McCarson and <laughs> Herman's like, whoa, 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 save some for me, little man. Then Herman turns the back and on the opposite side is a cartoon of Clyde. <laughs> <laughs> well, Clovis Thrinkin, uh, the time has come for your comeuppance. Herman starts hitting the bag and it's and then they do the speed thing where they kind of mm -hmm. speed it up oh, just about 20 percent. 
and Herman's like punching the bag. It's flying around. And, and then grandpa says, show him a little speed, Herman. And then Herman's dancing, like literally ballroom waltzing yes. around the bag as it flies. <laughs> it keeps swinging by and he's punching it. Then Herman stops the bag and laughs and the cart at the cartoon. He's like, ha, ha, ha. And then he struts away and he turns around and goes, what was that? What'd you say? And it comes back at like, like no one calls me old droopy drawers and gets away with it. <laughs> like, oh my god, droopy drawers. And then Herman hits the bag and it swings right into grandpa, knocking him into a shelf of beakers and shit, and glass breaks, or so the seriously delayed closed captioning told me. Do you think that Herman has been called droopy drawers before or something? Like at least I'm, one time. Yes. Mm-hmm. It really got to him. Yeah. Droopy oh, drawers. What does that even mean? That's so funny. <laughs> I know what that means. Droopy drawers. Oh. And I mean, look, we Herman punches a hole in the wall. He could tear this man limb from limb. He doesn't yes. really need to be training it. He's got to know that he could just rip a guy in half. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I have a feeling there's a time where Herman did accidentally rip someone in half. And he yeah. knows he be. can do it. Yeah. Just like, oh, God. I'm trying to think of what was that? Oh, like King Shark in uh, Suicide Squad. Yes. <laughs> Just like tearing people uh, mm-hmm. from uh, North Pole to South Pole right in half. <laughs> wow, that's descriptive. Yeah. And then you're just like, oh, my God. At least back in the old country, at least once he did that. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure he did. And probably consumed their flesh. Who knows? He's a, mm-hmm. he's a monster. He's a freaking I mean, monster. I mean, back in the old country, you probably had spot walking right along with them and just yeah. toss toss the body right to the spot Rip to clean up the mess. Yeah. Spot, laugh along the way. <laughs> Fade two. Lily is at the front door inspecting a black eye free Eddie. He's like, "Oh, you forgot to wash behind your points," which I would think is a good thing. I don't know. I can't tell. Oh, if you're a monsters. monster, you would you would want to be dirty. But she's dry, upset so. at him about that. Yeah. But normally, you'd think then. That's normal. And then Herman strolls up and he has all kinds of cobwebs and shit on his back. I don't know if you guys noticed this. I didn't. When he walks up, he's it looks like somebody blew the vacuum cleaner at him. It's all over his back. But he has no black eye. Oh, you're off to school. I'm off to work. Remember what I told you. Mm, Herman goes, Herman. Or Lily goes, Herman. You haven't been encouraging Eddie to fight, have you? Well, certainly not. We monsters only fight when provoked. And then they laugh. Mm -hmm. (laughs) what does that mean why is lily concerned about it now shouldn't you be you've been teaching him to defend himself right Mm, i don't know Mm -hmm. fade two kids coming out of school the bully is standing there waiting for eddie eddie comes out the bully's like hey monster and then eddie immediately goes are you provoking me (laughs) i'm like oh eddie eddie's looking to throw some hands yeah it's like what huh say that again Huh? And then Eddie slugs this kid like, right <laughs> in the face, drops him <laughs> like a sack of potatoes. Yeah, drops him. I right just like that. Huh? Say that again. <laughs> huh? <laughs> Say what again, motherfucker? Yeah, <sighs> this is a man on the edge, Eddie. Here, like <laughs> the kid's like, I thought your dad told you to ignore me. Yeah, but ignore you in a new way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <He> does <laughs> the Herman, Herman laugh. laugh, which is amazing. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's kind of creepy out of Eddie though this time. I'm starting to see like like a taxi driver-esque Eddie happening here. Yes. I don't like it. <laughs> and then we fade to Clyde 
is they're back in the locker room. Clyde is pouring water on the floor. At first, I thought someone was peeing. But I no. did, too. I'm like, oh, my God, who was peeing on the <laughs> Clyde's floor? Peeing this is on the ultimate prank. Locker. They're pissing on Herman's stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, yeah. If you really want to get somebody, yeah, just go pee on just all their stuff. The stuff. It'll, yeah, you'll all laugh about it later. Yeah. It's yeah. So Clyde's pouring water on the floor. And then we get the following clip. Hey, Clyde, what on earth are you doing? <laughs> I'm rigging up another practical joke for that monster. <laughs> oh, this is going to be a shocker. <laughs> See, he walks in here. He steps in this puddle. Then he reaches for the handle. Uh-huh. And... Wow! <laughs> <Thing. laughs> He gets 120 volts right through that big, stupid carcass of his. Pretty good, Clyde, but uh, aren't you asking for it? He's pretty big, you know. I wouldn't want to tangle with him. Oh, listen, Uriah. The bigger they are, the harder they fall. All right, so the squirting ink. Uh This is a silly practical joke. The the carved box, yes, with squirting. Yeah, the uh, very Bugs Bunny cartoon-esque punching gloves coming out yes. all right still f- all right prank you know <laughs> it's, hurt. Still, it's still now it, we're gonna assault. yeah but now we're gonna ask later to let's just electrocute the <laughs> attempted murder right yes yes this is straight up attempted murder he he pours a, a puddle of water under his locker wires a hard wires the locker to the hanging light yep. um from the ceiling and is going to kill herman munster as yeah. a prank. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, it'll be funny. Yeah, I'll get a lot of views, you know. That's just <laughs> yes. the reason I let it play all the way to the car crash is because my first thought was, Oh, Herman's not even waiting to be broke. He's out there ripping up the dude's car. <laughs> He's just yes, ramming yes. it. <laughs> Which is kind of why I was hoping was happening. But Clyde and Baldy, they look out the window, and there's been a fender bender. So much so that one car is on top of another one. <laughs> Yes, that's impressive. The front end of one car is on top of the front end of another car with minimal damage across the board. Mm -hmm, Like, oh, mm -hmm. my God, these cars are. Are we under the impression that they saw Herman and then they crashed? I don't Uh, know. That could be. That wasn't my impression. No, they do seem shocked. They would have. They get shocked when he shows up. So I don't think that. that Oh, yeah. They just didn't. They didn't just uh, speed run out of there. No, they were. They're both standing there. Like, what do we do? Give me your phone number and. We'll figure this out. You know, do you have insurance? Well, not really. It's 1950, 65 or whatever year this is. Herman comes up. He's like, oh, gentlemen, I can handle this. And they see Herman then run off. So Clyde and Baldy looking out the window at this. The guys run off from Herman. Herman cracks his knuckles, lifts one of the car, the car on top up. Right. And then uses three fingers on his left hand to push the other car off to the side. And then mm-hmm. lowers the car back down. That's what happens. And you're just like, mm-hmm. all right. Then Clyde freaks out. He's like, I can't play a practical joke on a guy like that. I got to get this thing unrigged before he gets here. Clyde <laughs> wants no piece of Herman now. Yeah. Now that he's seen what he's and, capable of. But hasn't he seen him like moving stuff around the, the place? And hasn't he just seen him? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yes. Well, he sees him. He's, ah, he's just a big dumb you know, oh, like, haven't you seen him like pick up like probably f- like f- 
full caskets and just <laughs> move just, them. He's walking around like he's got like a stack of caskets in his arms. Just over yeah. his shoulder. Yeah. yeah. I mean, even if it's just one, I would be like, oh, Jesus, I'm staying away yeah. from that dude. Yeah. Most most people need six people to carry him in a casket. Herman just lifts them up like they're no big deal, spinning them on a finger like basketballs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just humming away as he goes down the hall, laughing to himself. Yeah. No <laughs> big deal. Clyde is freaking out, though. He's like, I can't do this. Cut to Herman strolling in from the outside. Herman's <laughs> amping himself up. He's talking. He's like, uh, he's gonna, like, I'm gonna fight this motherfucker. Uh, I can't yeah. wait for him to provoke me. It's <laughs> just like Eddie. Yep. Yep. Like, okay, gotta, we, we found a loophole. Found yep. a loophole. Yep. First, Did you see the, the sign on the wall? That no, I didn't. What it says, that? think dead, look down. Yeah, <laughs> I saw that and I was like, what does that mean? I don't, I don't know what that means. I don't know either, creepy. but I kind of liked it. Think yeah. dead, look down. Uh, maybe that's the motto of uh, shoot, I don't have it in front of me. Gorbin, Grisberry, and Cliffs, yeah, <laughs> wherever Herman works. I don't know that place, Her- yeah. Herman's gonna amp himself up. He's like, Oh, first he's gonna say, How's tricks? And I'm gonna say, Oh, pretty good. How are you, Clyde? And then he'll offer me a loaded cigar, which <laughs> I don't know, and then I'll let him have it. Uh-huh. Cut two. Clyde is frantically struggling to free the heart wires from the locker. Herman walks in angry looking. Yeah, he's he looks bust mad. Clyde, man, he's he's not joking around. Clyde immediately apologizes for the practical jokes. Herman's like, oh, what's going on in my locker? Well, it's a practical <laughs> joke that I'm going to play on myself. And then Clyde basically touches a live wire while standing in water and fries mm-hmm. himself. Yeah, he'd rather die than yeah. <laughs> he'd r- around. He he's what well, what's what's it what called uh uh Harikari right? He's, uh, yeah, oh, yes. so pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> honorable death. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's laying on the ground. Ha ha. <laughs> like question mark. Like uh huh huh huh. Isn't this funny? Herman is still pissed. You're going to get up and provoke me. I'm going to knock your head off and go get some coffee. That's Herman's plan. <laughs> That's such a scary thing for Herman to say. Yeah. You're yeah. going to provoke me. I'm going to knock your head off. And then I'm going to go get a cup of coffee. And then I'm going to just in the most coffee. casual way possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like he's going to punch him and then he's going to walk over to Starbucks and, you yeah. know, gra- and grab a drink. So then Herman stands on Clyde's feet and stands him up, much like stepping on a rake. Right. Yeah. Stands yep. him up, grabs him by the collar, lifts him up, and Clyde, Clyde, Clyde's like, "Oh, please! I got four kids and a wife at home." He's like, "Herman's like, no fooling. He must have watched the wrestling episode." <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, oh, fine, but no more jokes. Herman lets him down, and Clyde shits himself, and he's like, "No more jokes." <laughs> I promise, I promise, I promise. <laughs> Herman's like, "Well, let's shake on it." And Herman has a goddamn joy buzzer in his hand. Yep. And they shake and it buzzes them, which yep. is nothing more than a vibration. Uh, well, back then it might have been a small electrocution, mm-hmm. but nothing like 120 volts coming straight from the uh, a live wire. Yeah. And Herman right. laughs. Ha ha ha. And he says, now I'm a full fledged bully. <laughs> He's so proud of that. Wow. Yeah. He is proud. Yeah. Fade to Lillian Marilyn in the kitchen. Lily is throwing whole fruit into a giant bowl. Pineapples, yep. watermelons, cantaloupe, bananas. There's nothing that Herman likes better than a tossed fruit salad. 
<laughs> and at this really? moment, I was ready. I wish I could have grabbed onto a live wire and shot myself. <laughs> well, see, so yeah. Got- I, when I saw her starting to throw it in, I'm like, oh, no, no, no. They're- mm-hmm. I didn't know what they were doing, but I'm just like, this sucks. Yeah, yeah, that's why I always have to. Whenever I watch a bunch of episodes, I'm always sitting in like a little bit of a puddle, so that I can <laughs> just in case yep. just bite on a live wire. Yeah. <laughs> then she throws in a can of peaches for some body. I'm like, oh god, this sucks so bad. Where are the boys now? Oh, all three in the living room talking about the events of the day, wholesome events of the day. Isn't that great? They're just hey, good friends. Blah 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 blah. Lily's tossing the fruits with a giant fork and spoon. Green. Winner, winner of the prop contest this week. Winner of the prop contest was the giant bowl, I think, that they threw the yeah. Fade to Herman, Eddie, and Grandpa in the living room behind the couch. But their stand, the camera is in a position it's never been before. It's behind the couch with them looking at the front of the living room. It's yeah. never in that direction because they're it's standing by angle. the harp and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's so mm-hmm. weird looking. A little bit of a, uh, yeah. New scenery is kind of nice. A little creativity. You know? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, using I'm, the same shot every time. Yeah. And it, it makes the room look a lot bigger, too. From that, like, normally when they're standing the other side, yep. like, it almost seems like the, um, like, the walk to, like, get right into the kitchen and everything is, like, right there. Yep. Right behind them. And this one, they seem to have, like, a decent yeah. amount of space. Seems mm-hmm. like they're very far away. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're back behind that couch and they're, Eddie's going over all the punches he did today. Mm-hmm. Left and right, left. Herman and Grandpa, they are getting amped. They're hyped. <laughs> the phone rings. Herman's showing off the hand buzzer. Grandpa, hyped. They're everybody's just like, yeah, like motherfucker. They're like mm-hmm. headbutting each other and like chest bumping and stuff. Mm-hmm. Grandpa says, I told you, a little brute force to solve your problems. Just like the old days, the whole family's out for blood. <laughs> oh, he's so he's so excited about that. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. Grandpa is so juiced up. Herman's not going to stop. Tomorrow, I'm going to spray him in the face with water yes. and then offer him a loaded cigar. Dear like, God. He's big on loaded cigars. Eddie says, mm-hmm. when I get back to school, I'm going to beat up the whole fifth grade for good measure. I'm like, holy <laughs> oh, shit. He's a menace now. Yes. yes. For some reason. I'm picturing Eddie walking in like Bane in uh, Return of the Dark Knight <laughs> with Batman in the dis- in the distance, that stride with his hands out. Mr. Wayne, you know, just yeah. walking in, fight <laughs> the whole be- class. Yeah, though, like there's a million fifth graders just standing around, just like looking nervously as, yeah, the bully <laughs> is like standing there in front, like worried. Yeah. <sighs> I would love if Eddie just did like Suplex City and was just like Suplex everybody in the room. <laughs> grandpa, he is Grandpa is so jacked up. He's fucking. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like he's he's biting so hard, like his teeth might shatter. He's so excited. Yeah, he's Lily excited comes, by the violence. Yes, Lily comes in behind and she's angry looking, and sends Eddie to his room. But we're just talking. We're. But us guys are having a ball talking about clobbering guys. <laughs> I love that line. <laughs> She's like, go to your room. Eddie runs off. Lily wants to talk to Herman. Grandpa tries to scream. It's like, I got some stuff. Oh, I got to clean up in the dungeon. She's like, you better stop moving right now. The school called and Eddie beat up two boys today and threatened the whole class. <laughs> Dear God. Herman has turned their sweet boy 
into a bully, and Lily will not tolerate violence. Okay, so he punched uh, uh, Scoot McGravy. Yes. The first time, and then walked off, and that seemed like it was the end of the school day. That was the end of it, yeah. So a whole other day has passed, and Eddie's gone back and beat up two other kids. Yeah. And then, what, Herman's done something else to Clyde since then as well? Like, yeah. I don't understand. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're turning into taxi driver over here. They've like taken the long, long <laughs> lessons. Their minds are getting warped. They're starting to embrace it. You talking yeah. to me? Mm-hmm, but exactly. A... You're okay. provoking me. Are you provoking me? You know, like... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> huh? Say it again, motherfucker. Huh? Yeah, that's <laughs> kind of what they're doing. Yeah. It's kind of a nice, me- you know, it's an interesting message about, you know, yeah, falling into toxic masculinity and all this stuff. It is. Yeah. Hmm. It, yeah. It, it much like Fight Club, uh, being a skewering commentary on on manhood and the, <laughs> the toxic nature of of men. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, it's a lot like that, right? But but yeah. here's the thing: Lily went from oh, no violence, him and her and Herman. Then they all come back with black eyes, and Lily's Lily yells at Herman for failing. Yeah, your nonviolent methods have failed. You are a failure. Look at your mm-hmm. son. What's I mean, wrong I, with you? I guess she says you're nonviolent. So maybe she still is not down with violence, but she's like, Herman, your methods failed. She wants yeah, to try something else. I don't understand. Else. So then they come back with the defense method, like self-defense. Mm-hmm. If you're provoked, st- stick up for yourself. Now, granted, neither one of them <laughs> uh, stuck yeah. to that. They were looking mm-hmm. for provocation, and, and mm-hmm. then they followed through. <laughs> I think they but, took it too far as the issue. Yeah. But Lily comes back and she's like, I will not stand for violence. I will not tolerate violence. I'm like, mm-hmm. I, it's just mixed messages. Yeah. And she goes, yeah. Oh, it gets even more mixed. Yeah. As she goes, understand. And then she knocks Herman the fuck out with a backhand. Yes. Herman <laughs> falls backwards over the couch and is laying there. Yep. Uh, I'm beginning to see your point. And then she pulls him <laughs> back and she pushes down his feet and he stands back up straight. And he's like, well, you better have a talk with your son right after dinner and do the damage you've done because I'm not going to stand for brutality in this household. And then she uppercuts she Herman uppercuts and sends him. him back over the couch. Oh, my God. And another thing, stop hiding behind the sofa when I'm talking to you. <laughs> yes. <dear. laughs> now, Lily's uppercutted Herman before mm-hmm. when, when thought she thought she, that because he was cheating protecting that one woman or whatever mm-hmm. i can't remember and, yeah and that episode had a reference to sunny listed in, in, as well you're right yeah so now we get the final commercial break now gentlemen get ready because we're coming back and the funniest <laughs> thing possible is when we will probably get yes credits. even though they they went to a commercial at a perfect ending spot yes and they went to commercial break with like a minute 40 remaining. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So not a lot of time to squeeze in. Yeah. This, the, the hundred percent humor injection into the, episode. <laughs> no. the stop hiding behind the couch line is actually pretty good. If you stop here. Kind of. Yeah. I, I, I'm not mad at yeah. it, but, but, but they want to provoke me. So yes. They yeah. I'm going to provoke you, Keith. Are you provoke me monsters? Yes. <laughs> Fade to Lily and Marilyn making pancakes. Grandpa is hanging upside down at the table. I'm hungry. Do I have to hang around all day waiting for breakfast? I'm like, fuck off, man. This, if anyone needs to be punched, it's grandpa. So, <laughs> yeah. 
she brings over the pancakes. Grandpa starts eating while hanging upside down. I'm yeah. like, well, it's going to be a hard. It looks food. really weird and uncomfortable. You yeah. will not be able to swallow. There's you know, no it, gravity you know, it doesn't look weird. Those what? pancakes, they look fantastic. Oh, they they were smoking because they were like done in a cast iron uh, pan. And I bet you they were properly like oiled or buttered. So they came out crispy. Mm-hmm. Oh, OK. Yeah, they looked fantastic. I was like, man, I could go for some pancakes. Yeah. And then Marilyn says, did Uncle Herman walk Eddie to school today? Yes. He wanted to show Eddie that if you walk with your head held high with dignity, people will step <laughs> aside for you. Flip hmm. cut to Eddie and Herman walking hand in hand to school. As they're walking, you can only see the, those two, but you hear honking and crashing. I'm like, yes. Oh, my God. What is going on? Gee, Pop, you sure were right when you said people would get out of your way if you walk with your head held high. And then Herman says something like, some have it and some don't. And the camera pulls out. There's three wrecked cars, a man climbing a light pole, a woman climbing (laughs) a fence, and then three dead bodies in the road? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's what it looked like, yeah. Credits! I think they provoked him, I think. (laughs) Yes. But there's at least one dead body in the road. That man is laying in the road and he looks dead. The other two are kind of like their head on the curb. So maybe they're like, oh, oh I got to lay down. Curb stomps, yeah. Yeah, hopefully. They, oh, God damn. That's one of the most gruesome things <laughs> on the face of the earth. Oh, especially <laughs> if Herman's curb stomping you. Ooh. Oh, well, there's no. Well, I can't. I don't even want to think about it because it's. it's <laughs> yeah. Um. So there it was, guys. Uh, gents, we did it. Season two, episode 15. Herman's Peace Offensive. We survived. What'd you guys think? Yes and no to it. I guess I liked it a bit. There's there's like little things here and there, like a, a lot of little chunks here and there that I actually liked. Then you get a lot of stupid stuff. Like when we start retalking about it, how Lily, you know, waffled back and forth on the you know, on the violence thing and grandpa just being like well, I guess grandpa crazily out for blood is actually one of the cooler things in the episode, but it just it it's an episode that has a lot of potential, and then every time they start going somewhere, it kind of undermines itself. Yeah, I actually liked it quite a bit. I do think that the Lily, that's kind of been an issue with, I think, this season, maybe even with the last season. Lily just, they don't really know what to do with her, and it feels like mm-hmm. they kind of just make her angry, and like no matter what Herman does, she gets mad at him, it's, and that's just how it is, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, she doesn't really have a clear, like, stance on what she wants to happen mm-hmm. um but i thought it was pretty funny i like seeing herman interacting in his workplace even if it was this annoying prankster guy um and i liked yeah the jokes with eddie and herman hanging out and practicing on the the body bag and stuff mm-hmm. there's some good stuff in it just just the little stuff is what i really didn't like about this one i don't i didn't like this episode but i don't think i full-on hated this episode I don't like the, I don't know. Maybe I do kind of like the way they, they go from pacifist to provoc provocateur. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't care for the they both turn into bullies though, um, because there's really the only <laughs> what stinks is the only solution to the bully is Lily bullying the fuck out of Hermit, right? So I didn't care for mm-hmm. that, but I did like. Uh, Corbin Burnson or whatever his name is, uh, <laughs> his escalating pranks. 
because he should be fired instantly for any of these things. But they let yes. him keep going, and he went from uh, spraying uh, inked in the face and then getting punched mm-hmm. in the face to actual attempted murder is what that would be called, I think. Well, well, they cut out the line where he goes, it's just a prank, bro, after each time. So. <laughs> yeah. Little... Uh, what's the problem, bro? Just a prank. Uh, so I kind of like that because it's absolutely ridiculous and unbelievable. And any of these initial bullying uh, moments, if just dealt with in like a reasonable manner, going to people of authority and saying, uh, this is a workplace, Mr. Uh, Goodberry or Graves or Goodman or whatever your name is. Uh, and it's it's just not conducive. <laughs> like this new guy that you hired is a real asshole. Uh, they'd be like, oh, okay, Herman, I understand. And they probably get rid of him. And this then I went through the files and found my home address and then sent me something. And, and, and yes. sent me something <laughs> that could have been deadly. You don't know what got sprayed in your face. You know, it could have been anthrax mm-hmm. for all you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. you never know, really. Yeah. What if it was the band anthrax? Oh, that's awesome. They I take love no that. shit. Um, they don't. They, yeah. Uh, and then you have the other thing that's like, and then if Eddie came home with necrotic flesh black eye like that, <laughs> Lily should go immediately back to school and say, yes. uh, yeah. look what Jupiter McForston Mc- did. Jupiter. <laughs> I, McGinty? You know, I, Jackie McGinty? I, yeah, him. This, this kid punched my son in the eye and look at his eye right now. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it will be cleared up by tomorrow, but if it isn't, he may lose an eye. Oh God, yeah, it could happen. Yeah. Yeah. It's terrible. So that would like probably those... be a better direction to go, I think, with them actually like trying to be reasonable with their Yeah. Like that's like I, I understand that yeah, it doesn't create an episode or whatever, but I mean, okay, figure it out. Like, I don't know. There's something about yeah. it. Like both are so abusive and assault that you you they're not like they're not simple. They're not like, mm-hmm. oh, he's calling me names. Okay. No, he punched him in the fucking eye and looked at his eye. Uh, sure. Oh, well. Yeah. What Could have been like a good like PSA episode about, yeah, school violence and yeah. workplace harassment. You could have done yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot yeah. of stuff going on there. Toxic environment and whatnot. But, I mean, then it does. It also goes into the poignant message of, yeah, you know, violent begets violence if you you know, become violent yourself and you start to fall into the pits and you look into the abyss and you blink, you could become the darkest thing you hated most. Yep. That is true. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we know what we thought, which was mixed bag. What did people on IMDb think? Yes. Well, we have two reviews oh. on IMDb to discuss. Excellent. One is from Anthony Messina hyphen one eight three nine three from May thirtieth of two thousand twenty two. Wow. Okay. Putting a a bully in his place. Three exclamation points. How many in their lifetime has dealt with a bully at one time or another? Even Hmm. though the episode carries the retaliation over the top. Doesn't mean the victims haven't thought about these return the favor, so to speak. However, the Munsters are a great family show as a whole. I still give this episode a 10 because it sets a premise, bully me, and I'll make sure you think twice the next time. Which, in the end, it does that. The water and the electricity is funny. But yeah. during syndication, this episode was passed many times for fear what? of copycats. 
Oh, bullies, people trying to electrocute people. <laughs> bullies are loners, L-O-A-N-E-R-S, and insecure themselves. Wow. By the majority of Munsters fans will love the way this is played out. 10 out of 10. Okay. Zero out of zero found this helpful. <laughs> wow, you really connected with this one. That's nice. Then we have from June 20th of 2017. Ooh. The JC Cowboy 22. What? CC the movie man is not back? No, CC the movie man or Jimmy the Gent. Jimmy, or Jimmy the, the Gent. That's what I was thinking of. Ford. Yeah. What His title is Nobody Calls Me Droopy Drawers and Gets okay. Away with That. Great line. Yeah, that, that line really elevated the episode for me as well. I like that Another line. of my favorite episodes I used to watch with my childhood friend Steve after school. <laughs> the, the, this is a great review already the I episode like showcases bullying Eddie yes. Butch Patrick is being teased by another boy at school Jack Jack Minty meanwhile down at the parlor funeral parentheses funeral home Herman no parentheses uh, Fred Gwynn becomes the result of numerous pranks by the pestering co-worker Clyde Chet Stratton as a viewer, I have to say it took dang on, oh, daring. I'm sorry. It took <laughs> daring on Clyde's part to try to anger Herman with the superhuman strength. At yes. first, Lily, Yvonne DiCarlo, tells Herman to <laughs> give his son advice on nonviolent approach. The next day, Herman is getting abused by Clyde at work. Eddie receives a black eye. Okay, it's blah, blah, blah. Time to retaliate. Love, love the makeshift punching bag with Clyde's face yes, on it. Yes. The next day, Eddie is provoked by Jack and Edward Wolfgang Munster connects on a right cross on Jack's chin. There's more to this story and few more episodes of... Oh wait. There's more to the story and more laughs. Side note for actor Chet Stratton, Princess Clyde, who was <laughs> asked back for a few more episodes of the Munsters. Chet, a veteran actor of movies and television was frequent guest on numerous talk shows. Chet always worried about his finances. If, wow. This is, was uh, extended skooma here. If he wasn't acting, he would take on regular jobs like driving a furniture truck or working on an oil tanker bound for Europe. Yep. Chet we, did, we, we did talk about that last oh, time. That's we talked true. About it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Chet suffered a massive heart attack a few years Jeez. after this episode. I don't want to know that. Four out of ten. Wait, when did they happen? He suffered a massive heart attack a few years after this. Episode. A few years after? Oh god, I thought it was like a few days oh. after the episode. Hey, <laughs> okay. all that all that information aside, the important part. Four out of ten. Score, there is a score because I'm like <laughs> he's deep diving on this and like what the guy did is a side job. If he doesn't give a fucking score, he's really he, into he, it. He gave it a, how much? A four, four out of ten? Yeah. Four out, out of ten? So yes. not great. Not zero great. out of you, zero found this helpful. He goes into so much detail in four out of ten. All right. Yeah. Like he, reading it, he's like, oh, he likes this episode. Yeah, I got no. the vibe. He really liked it. Yeah. Four out of ten. I don't know. Maybe he thinks it's like golf and low score wins. Who knows? Oh, could be. Yeah. So it's really like a six out of ten and normal <laughs> scale. Who knows? Oh, there it is, gents. We did it. We got through the episode. We got through our opinions of the episode. Yep. And now here we are. It mm -hmm. what is what occurred oh. in this episode? You know, that'll make us go, all right, 15 down, 17 to go. I'll give it a shot. 
17. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. Huh. <laughs> this seems more than I expected for some reason. <laughs> uh, I mean, we saw, uh, you know, we went to Eddie's school. We went to the parlor. I mean, obviously, I'd like to see, like, maybe something else at the parlor as well. Um, but I don't know. Let, uh, Maryland's college. Let's go there again and hang out and do something. Mm. Like, let's let's see. Any, any, actually, anytime they can go out of the house. I really enjoyed the drawings on the punching bag. I hope they continue with that. Every time they draw something on like a piece of paper, like whenever you get like a sketch of Herman, it's always like the goofiest looking thing I've ever seen. Never. I just love that. Like weird hand drawn stuff. Whoever draws all those does a great job. And I hope they just start to incorporate that more because it's always just really funny to me. Yeah. Now I have to think of something new. Um, oh, that take yours. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Listen, you didn't take anything from me. Um, I think that you know there was a bass that sang no it didn't sing but it's we wished it had yeah it, we <laughs> wished it sang it snapped at herman it echoed uh it looked like a full branzino deep fried um cuban fair i believe i think it's mm -hmm. a cuban delicacy um i could be wrong though i'm not sure any who uh i want to see more lot giant animals uh that mm. they're gonna eat right like full oh, yes. animals like we mm -hmm. giants a stretch because that wasn't a giant fish. It's just a giant mouth though. Giant yeah. mouth. And like we had that chicken, like Keith said. Uh and we we've, we've had like the weird two headed oh, pig. Yeah. Um mm. like what's next? Like <laughs> the, uh, a fish feels normal compared to the two headed pig. Mm -hmm. Right? And what was their one? There was another weird one we had in there. Wasn't like a turkey or something that like was like shaped really we had like five legs or something. Yeah, it had too many legs. Yeah. Yeah. And then this one's just a fish with his mouth open. Mm. Mm -hmm. Who knows? That's what I'm hoping for. More weird eats. I kind of hope that fish comes back. I'd like to see him again. Oh, it's like a recurring character. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> they the bird. Oh, yeah. It pops out the clock. <laughs> oh, I, Giant mouth. I just, I just <laughs> sat there and <laughs> everybody's heard the word. Yeah. And he like sings like a Scoofy song unrelated to being a fish. <laughs> yep. He sings all the time. Mm -hmm. I'd love that. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, that's it. We did it. Uh, season two, episode 15. 17 to go, like I mentioned before. Whew. Guys, got anything to plug? Nah. Oh. Uh, no. 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 Nothing to plug. Well, then, you know what we should do? We should probably end this episode the way we end every episode, right? Oh, it's going <laughs> to count down. That's cool. Four, three. What in the world? Con mi novia es del otro mundo. Yes! It's in Spanish? Huh? Oh, there's the narrator. Her. Yes, sir. She's a woman. The Monster Hunters are Derek Glasscock, Keith Gala, and Terry Vicroy. Keith is the host of the Pop-Up Filmcast, and that was great, wasn't it? Both shows can be found wherever you subscribe to podcasts. For more about Keith's shows, you can follow Pop-Up Filmcast on Twitter at Pop-Up Filmcast. And that was great, wasn't it, at How Great Was That? You can also follow Keith on Twitter at KG3030. 
Terry is one of the hosts of Run the Real. It's a movie podcast that does deep dives on films with a theme. You can follow Run the Real on Twitter at Run the Real. You can also follow Terry on Twitter at Terry underscore Vicroy. If you would like more musings from me, you can follow on Twitter at Derek the number nine and the word nine. Follow Monster Hunters on Twitter at Monster Hunters and subscribe on your podcatcher of choice for more Monster Hunter fun. Monster Hunters is mixed and edited by me, Derek. All original music is composed and mixed by Terry Vicroy, and executive producers are me and Keith Gullen. The Monster Hunters is a Crispy Dodo production.